0: So it is a weird and wonderful time in mobile marketing measurement. There are so many changes going on in iOS. We see them coming on Android as well. And guess what? It only gets more difficult when you're looking at the kids' area. Uh, Those apps have different requirements. Uh, There are different legal requirements as well about what you can or can't do. How do you do marketing measurement for kids? To chat about that, we are talking to Eldad Ventura, who is the co-CEO of Kiddos, which says it is the world's largest mobile ad tech company for kids. Camel, Dad. Hi, everyone. Hey, super good to have you. Let's start here. Talk about the apps for kids market overview. So many developers that i talked to really have no clue what size of opportunity there is here, what this market looks like, uh, and what you need to do to succeed in it.
1: <laughs> Sounds great. So I guess that there are several angles to look at the market, uh, depending who you are. Um, in, if you are a kid, so obviously you know that the uh, mobile is your number one device. Uh, nice. You're spending more than five, six hours a day on your device. You're practically glued to your device. The, this is the one device that you will never give away. And and this is uh, when it comes to kids. It's they represent today more than thirty percent of all internet users. Every forty percent of every new user is a, is a kid under the age of thirteen so in terms of usage it's probably the you know the biggest market out there mm-hmm. and if you are an app publisher then you look at this market from a slightly more challenging perspective because yes. you know although you enjoy the traffic uh, it's quite challenging to monetize the traffic it's quite mon- challenging to uh, make a living from this uh, market at least it used to be until I don't know, a year or two ago so mm-hmm. The, the ones that are uh, with us for a while now, they know that things have changed, but uh, it's a, it's still a challenging market from policies and regulations point of view. Uh, you need to be very careful. Yeah. If you are an advertisers in the space, this is the third. I don't want to even start talking about parents because we <laughs> we as parents, I think we lost the war. Right. Like if we think that we could even start a war with our kids and and uh, And I have some um, managed screen time. We lost that war uh, a long time ago. But let's go back to advertisers, which is our third audience here. And and in terms of advertisers, um, they pretty much lost their number one channel, which used to be TV, right? When when, uh, even five, six years ago, kids were, you know, waking up, opening TV sets, uh, Saturday morning, watching watching commercials, watching uh, TV shows, and this channel that used to um, serve kids' brands uh, heavily is gone. Like, uh, again, I don't know when, do you have kids and, and, you know, the audience, if they have kids, it's been a while since they've seen a commercial break, right? Yeah. If they do watch TV, they watch Netflix and other streaming services so the the problem that we saw, uh, and, and again, kiddos didn't start as an ad network we, we We started actually as a solution to help kids enjoy the wonders of mobile browsing safely. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. About three, four years ago, we discovered that the biggest problem in the market is uh, is the monetization and, and and advertising in the space, and we kind of shifted uh, our solution towards this and. So advertisers, they they understand that kids are out there. They know that kids are playing, you know, games, watching videos. This is basically what what kids are doing. But they, they didn't understand how can they reach, you know, kids on mobile. Do they go directly to some apps? Do they have a focal point where they can address hundreds or thousands of apps through one focal point? What do they do? It kind of looked for them as if they, you know, their money evaporates. Um, And we saw the frustration from advertisers on one side where they say, I want to reach kids, but I can't really understand how. And we saw the publishers on the other side saying, well, we have tons of kids using us, but we can't really monetize. Mm -hmm. And we said, OK, let's let's just, you know, match those two together. So So in terms of the the, the market, it's just a matter of organizing it in a a way that will allow those two mega forces to
0: join forces. Super interesting. So we're going to get into what that looks like and how you access that market, as well as how you monetize that market. Give us maybe um, a brief overview of kiddos a little bit here, because... It's funny, uh, you said you you started looking at that space. It's almost like you were ahead of the times, because right now we're seeing every publisher acquire some ad network or some ad tech vendor or some other technology to create a bigger stack and to have more data and to know more what to do. Well, you kind of made that shift the opposite direction some years ago. What does Kiddos do? So
1: again we started you know what they say about entrepreneurs if they if you do it ahead of time it's like doing it uh, too late it's it's the same crime yes so the fact that we were ahead of time uh, you know maybe helped us uh, a bit but i can tell you that we kind of walked in the desert desert for a for a while and and kittos is, has been around for 9 years already and only in the last 4 years things are really skyrocketing and we, we you know we laid the foundations for uh, for the network. And when it comes to kids and working with kids publishers, kids brands, credibility is probably the number one factor. So it takes them really a lot of time to trust you. and this is the this is why it's so difficult for new players to enter the space and to gain the credibility of of a trusted SDK. So again, four years ago, we released our SDK, which helped them uh, app publishers to monetize. And maybe let's touch on the difference between, you know, kids advertising and and normal advertising, because you may say, you know, kids kids publishers can just put in any SDK and um, you know would do whatever they possibly can. But it's not this is not the truth. And the main difference is the data um i i'm guessing that if you are hearing this uh, uh, blog copa is uh, is familiar to you at least you've heard the name and it it talks about it talks about the ability of publishers to share data with their advertisers with the advertisers and how data is being shared with third parties and you know you know the scenario where you uh, we as adults we we go and we go to booking.com and we want to uh, Uh, book a hotel but we didn't finish the order right like it it stayed open and uh, the hotel the same hotel that we clicked on chases us all over the web and we see it on yahoo and we see it on uh, and we see it on cnn so this this remarketing approach the fact that the user could be tracked and what what he did is serving you on you know future sessions this is completely Forbidden in the kids' space. Okay, hmm. you can't use any data that you gathered on one impression, on one um, session, and use it later on. So, this is user profiling
0: or sending this user to the third party. This is forbidden. So, every ad network happened to you years ago. <laughs> <laughs> right.
1: And so, advertisers, you know, they, they, they tend to understand that the, the whole concept of performance marketing doesn't exist. Right. You can't really uh, or, or it needs to 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 to, um, to have a, you, you need to look at it from a different approach. Yes. And and um, so we had to build our system ground up to be without users, relying on no data and to be co- uh, completely contextual. And contextual is becoming a very hot buzzword these days. Um, but our system was built contextually. Like the targeting is contextual from day one just because we couldn't profile kids yes. we couldn't gather any data we had to rely on the fact that we we know nothing and we need to delete every piece of data that we collect the minute it arrives so it, it everything we've built is data uh, is free of data and what we've did is we've recruited the biggest publishers in the kids space we told them hey instead of showing ads for Uber in the good case and Tinder in the bad case, <laughs> you know, showing ad, showing ad that the kid would actually appreciate or like, and the parent won't, you know, write a, a nasty comment on your app store page. Mm-hmm. And and what the worst that can happen is Google and Apple will ban you from the store, and we've seen numerous cases where they've yeah. been banned, just because they were too aggressive in their You know, monetization approach and some some publishers, they they were putting in dozens of ad networks and and it was messy and ugly. And but this is all gone because Google made a new policy about a year ago and Apple made a policy, a new policy about a year ago as well. Google decided that if you are if you belong to the kids category, there's a handful of advertising network that that you can use. Uh, Luckily, we are one of them. They approached us immediately because they understood our uh, uh, contribution. Uh, But there's about 10, I think 11 networks out there that you can use. Only two of them are kid focused, but you can still use the others. Mm -hmm. Uh, Google doesn't care if the ad is relevant for the kid or not. They only care that it would be safe. And Apple, on the other hand, they said something different. They say, they said, uh, well, you can, you can advertise for kids. You know, in general, you can't. <laughs> in general, analy- gathering uh, analytics or advertising is forbidden, but you can use networks that are manually vetting and approving each and every creative. Wow. So it's kind of, again, putting a very, very tough uh, limitation on those apps. But uh, you know, this is what we do. We thought, okay, at least uh, there's an. Uh, our limitation became the advantage. The fact that we need to approve every ad uh, became our advantage, and this is this led us to a significant growth in the last two years.
0: So what we have is a situation where there's tons of usage. There are new customers being born literally <laughs> every second but it's a tough market to access. There's a lot of rules and regulations around it, and it's a challenging market to monetize. Talk about user acquisition first, and then maybe we'll get to monetization in in a moment. If we do user acquisition, if we do it the way that most mobile app marketers have known for the past five to seven, eight years, it's throwing a lot of money in place, getting a lot of data, doing a lot of optimization, doing a lot of retargeting and other things like that, that really depend on having device level data, maybe even user level data and running the cycle. That doesn't work. How do you successfully do user acquisition for kids apps today?
1: Well, you know, there's only a handful of publishers that could probably... Before doing user acquisition for kids apps. So, you know, it wasn't a big uh, drama when this was taken from them because the the lifetime value of kids tend to be smaller than it is for adults. So user acquisition was never a huge thing in the kids space. Mm-hmm. Uh, but still there were players like ABC mouse and the educational platforms that used to do heavy user acquisition. And they just had to, uh, Amend the way they attribute, and they only the, at some point they were able to only attribute up to the install level. They said, "Okay, we we will let you understand if an install happened, but we we won't let you understand anything further than the install." But and, and then SKA network SKA network began, and it's actually a positive change for the industry. So from a from a position where idfa was taken away Mm -hmm. all the data was taken away now there is at least recently on on uh, on apple they introduced a new sk network and it lets publishers to in an aggregated way in a way that Mm -hmm. doesn't harm and doesn't uh, risk the kids privacy to understand the value of a source of of each source and to attribute revenue to this uh, source so actually in the last few months and it's growing, their ability to do user acquisition, smart user acquisition is actually growing because IDFA was taken and they were out on the wire, they were like blind, left blind, and many, many advertisers, many app publishers that wanted to do a, a, a user acquisition stopped. Mm-hmm. For about a period of a year, they kind of stopped. And now we see them coming coming back, aggressively coming back because they badly knew, they badly need new users. And they can do it uh, in a smart and safe way through the new method.
0: hmm. hmm. Wow. So SKI Network has been a great thing for kids-focused apps. You get deterministic data on which campaigns worked, what channels work, all that stuff. It's not device level. It's not user level. So it's privacy safe. So that just works. That's great. Now, for kids' apps, is there a... A difference is there a demarcation? Are you marketing some of them to parents and some of them to, to kids themselves, or are you just you you picking?
1: I, I you know the advertisers they tend to under I think the advertisers tend to understand that eventually kids decide. Okay, it's a, I, I think that long <laughs> the days That's of bad
0: news for parents. We like to think we're in charge.
1: No, 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 no. This is way gone. Like, you remember, like, I don't know, 10 years ago, at least when my kids were younger, I remember going to the shop thinking, oh, you know, trying to think, what should I buy for my kid? And those days are gone. You know, we're only buying the things that we were told to buy, right? And and the kids, they know what they want. They tell us what they want. There's no... um, there's nothing to do beyond what they ask us for. So, so I, I think this is where where uh, things stand today, and um, it, it it relates also to apps. So, mm-hmm. we we see two kinds of apps today, right? the the, the more educational apps where they do need parent um, uh, involvement, mm-hmm. right? But but we also see that if the if the parent is the one that decides on on downloading the app the usage will decrease immediately cuz he didn't take the kid into account so i think that now kid focused advertising is becoming the norm the even educational apps they want the kid to dis, to say yes to see that the experience suits him and he enjoys he enjoys playing with the app and then they bring the parents along to decide mm-hmm. about uh, the subscription but if it's only the parent decision it won't work so you need to recruit you need to recruit the kid Uh, from day one, regardless of what it is, if it's an app, if it's a toy, the kid is the decision maker. Uh, We've just surveyed kids uh, recently, and and kids and parents, 77% 77 of parents said that our kids are actually asking them on a weekly basis what to buy, and 73%, like almost all, all of them, are buying only what kids are asking for. And so the nag factor is stronger than ever and parents just need
0: to listen and you it, know it almost it's sounds fine. like you need to be marketing uh, <laughs> you've got to sell individual people and then they've got to kick the, the uh, actual purchase this ju- decision upstairs so let's talk about monetization uh there's more data in the system now because of skad network which is privacy safe that probably helps in terms of monetization as well is that correct
1: it does. It does. And I think that, uh, you know, we, we, we've just released a new integration with Singular and we're very proud of, you know, allowing our our publishers to see more data within, within the Singular platform and, and it helps them to do small decisions. So I think that yes, today they're not uh, limited to only the install level. They can see the revenue attached to it. They can make small decisions. So I think monetization is, is, is the, is, uh, is easier today and mm-hmm. the good side is that the budgets that are coming in from uh from from, brand, from branch from the legos and the disney's of the world are finally coming to mobile you know they, they the, the disney's and the legos they kind of waited and mm-hmm. um, and they were the last segment that uh, moved from tv to uh, to digital just because of you know, all the privacy regulations and their fears of 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 COPA, etc. So monetizing today uh, a kid's application is probably uh, easier than ever, nicer than ever, safer than ever, ever because uh, there's clarity around it. You know, two years, even two years ago, I was opening a kid's application. I would see ads of hosting services and and, and financial services. And I, and I thought like, how how does it make sense for even for, for the bankers and the financial services to waste so many impressions on kids apps? But this jungle is over. This is not happening anymore. And I think it's a nicer opportunity today. It's a nicer uh, experience today to monetize it. You see nice ads coming in. And if you care about the overall experience of the app itself. You know, you just created an app for kids and you paid so much attention to the small details and the added value and the educational value. And then you pump it with (laughs) ads that are irrelevant and ruin your experience. So now you have the ability through networks like us to to complete the experience also from the ad perspective nicely. And it's also important to mention that you know, a few years ago, it was the norm to think that kids can only either pay a subscription or pay in app, mm-hmm. or um, you know, or it's a premium app, right? No, no one thought that ad-based monetization could could kick off and you know still feel comfortable for the uh, publisher. And I'm 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 happy to say that the trend is totally to move to uh, to premium apps that are relying on ad monetization and ad monetization is now taking at least 50% of their revenues and, and, and is in charge of at least 50% of their revenues and growing. So I'm a big believer in safe ads for kids and monetizing it and, and allowing your content to be free. Right. Because if you put a paywall, then you're actually saying nine to 95% of your user base, you can only enjoy a, very, a fraction of my app. And by opening it through ads, You're actually making it more accessible. Google's actually like it because they see the retention is higher and it gives you higher ranking on the store. So putting ads in your app is actually good also for retention, which is weird, but true.
0: Interesting. Interesting. Especially when they're good ads and they're relevant ads and you're not selling fintech or something like that to 10 year olds. (laughs) A way to teach kids ad blindness right there. Uh, So, so. We assume similar things will happen on the Android side. We see uh, different little steps that Google's taking. Uh, So we'll probably get there on that side as well. Do you see an explosion coming in innovation and apps for kids? Because now there's a path to acquire users and now there's a path to monetize users?
1: It's an interesting question. I can't really say. I I think it's more uh, an evolution than a revolution. I think that uh, we'll see... uh, more apps uh having the um you know the courage to to invest more in user acquisition i i still hope that they will be smart doing so and won't just wait waste too much because just running a non-roi positive campaign makes uh, no sense and we rather every time a new advertiser comes to us and we say we rather start small and scale once you learn the metrics and and soil okay. KPIs, and mm-hmm. let's grow together instead of just booming and and because you know the days again of pumping your rank on the store, hoping that it will bring uh, organic downloads is is gone as well. Mm-hmm. You need to bring value over time, not necessarily short-term value. So I, I do see it evolving and growing, but I think it's going to be smart and and uh, and substantial yes. rather than just you know. Uh,
0: a short and boom. Interesting, interesting. Maybe um, talk a little bit more about the integration with Singular. Uh, What was the purpose there? Um, What's the goal? And what does that integration entail? And what does it give uh, developers and publishers? Sure.
1: Um, it, it came it came as a request from our from our publishers uh, uh, many of them are using singular they they used singular as their analytical system and once singular introduced the SDK the attribution SDK they asked us to implement it and um, I think back then we used to work with apps flyer and the other players but we've seen that singular kind of Specifically, specifically looked at the kids market, and they they understood that the need for kid-friendly attribution exists, and 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 kid-friendly attribution wasn't really addressed by the other players, at least um, in a in a in a bold statement, right? Mm-hmm. No one kind of said we are we provide safe attribution for kids, and I'm very happy that Singular said so. Wow! So we we now we. Obviously we communicate in terms of postbacks between us and uh, the publisher could uh, you know see how many impressions how many clicks how many installs how much revenues he makes from every and we even provide it on an app level so we can do optimization on an app level well if you see that that the apps for younger kids uh, contributes nicely to your app uh, and bring good re- good good quality users, you can focus on them and then dis- decrease the amount of older kids and, and vice versa. So we give data on an app level uh, so they can do really good optimization and we help them to optimize towards the best performing channel.
0: Wonderful, wonderful, thank you. Oh, then maybe a personal question before we close here how did you get into the kid space? Uh, what motivated you? Uh, you got the entire world of technology to get into, and you happened to be the co-CEO and founder of a kid-focused company. Uh, how'd that happen?
1: You know, a friend of mine said, I'm starting something, and uh, you know, my previous venture was in the dating scene, and it was at the time that I was you know, just
0: That's kind of natural. Leading the kids, <laughs> yeah, that sort of follows the natural flow of things.
1: <laughs> right. You get married. You 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 want to get other people. You want other people to get married. So we, I I launched dating sites, and now that I have kids, maybe I want uh, more people to have kids. So I won't be the only one suffering, right? <laughs> so so it, it uh it but it, it came as a as an opportunity that I, I didn't pay any attention and. and uh, it was a decision that I didn't really foresee, and to be honest, when I joined, uh, when I joined, when we founded, I didn't think that that the kids space would be so challenging. I thought that it's just another market, and you just need to be, you know, cute and funny and 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 uh, successful, and just do the, everything correctly. And we didn't understand how challenging, in terms of regulation and safety, you need to be, and. You know, there's a term, uh, there's a phrase that, says that what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. So we were, you know, there were so You're many. You're very
0: strong things right things now.
1: <laughs> there were so many things that were literally going to kill us, but uh, then they made us stronger and, and now they can't really. So I think we're beyond the phase of, uh, and oh. we're growing nicely and we're growing actually very, very fast these days. So I'm very lucky that I picked this segment.
0: Wonderful. And I mean, the good thing about doing something difficult is that you don't have 50 million competitors <laughs> necessarily, right? Because most people pick a space that they understand. They pick a space where there's a more defined path to success. All that I want to thank you for taking a little bit of time and helping us understand a little bit more about the opportunity for kids and how now it's more accessible than ever. Thank you.
1: Thank you. Thank you, John.
0: Thank you, everyone.